0: It's a good show. Hey guys, Aaron and Jessa here on tour.
1: We're having a great time. All of our shows have gone really, really well.
0: Oh, you guys are so much fun.
1: And we've got a couple more stops left this Tuesday night. If you are anywhere near Tacoma, you should come there to Shaka Bra Java. I think I (laughs) said.
0: I'm glad you fielded
1: that one. Uh, We got a show in Tacoma Tuesday night. Uh, Tickets are available on Eventbrite. You can find that link in our Facebook event. Then Wednesday night, we are at Curious in Chehalis, Washington.
0: Uh, Those tickets will be available at the door as long as they last. So if you haven't already gotten your tickets, you should get there early.
1: And then this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we are at Liquid Laughs in Boise, Idaho. And I'm looking forward to those shows. It's going to be fun. You can get tickets right now for those shows at liquidboise.com. But now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Patreon
0: ad. (laughs) Sure, free Mormon in the meth head is great, but have you tried just giving us money?
1: (laughs) (gasps) I haven't yet. Tell me more.
0: Go to patreon.com, Mormon and the Methhead, and for $5, you can get bonus episodes. You can see videos of me just laughing for <gasps> no reason. What? You can hear a podcast with our kids on it, <gasps> and you'll hear interviews that we do with other people who also
1: have podcasts. Oh, wow, this sounds great. I'm going to check that out. What was that address again?
0: Patreon.com backslash forward slash one of the slashes Mormon and the method
1: And now... The other moment you've all been waiting for, she's been tirelessly editing three different podcasts. He just woke up from a nap at 9 p.m. <laughs> it's Mormon and the Meth Head on the Starburns Audio Network, baby. If you put a Mormon and a Methhead together, this is what they sound like. So we are fans listen to them talking to Mike. So they were asking if you know, like what kind of comedian I was. <laughs> the only options were like, are you a racy comedian? Are you a controversial comedian? are you a filthy comedian? Are you a political comedian? Are you a blue comedian? Like, so it's obviously they just, they want, they they were looking for comedians who are edgy and have dirty, like they're looking for dirty, awful stuff. You right. Know? And I was like, <laughs> may I refer you to the comment section <laughs> on my Harry Potter Versus Star Wars (laughs) video, because I think you could say I'm (laughs) quite controversial. (laughs) Very, very, very controversial.
0: I'm so afraid that the people that hate you from that are going to find out about your podcast and...
1: Give us one-star reviews? Give us one-star reviews. I probably
0: shouldn't put that out on the podcast right now, but... Well, yeah, I have well, never seen a more hated, passionate. <laughs> You're getting called out. You're getting a a call outs. Did you bring that so you could read it?
1: The 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 what the actual call out? Yeah, the or call the...
0: out the Facebook the one that she did on, at night on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Oh it, no, th- that one was fun. All right, so. There's a. I have a video. A, a, a joke that is very, very, very old uh, that I do not like anymore, and I wish would die. It's. <laughs> I wrote it in college when I was at BYU, and I was trying to be an edgy comic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be edgy, and I was like, "How can I like push the envelope with with BYU students?" And I was like, I could tell him Harry Potter sucks, and like <laughs> a George Carlin or Yeah, exactly. Though you laugh, but I mean, pff, you don't know uh, the danger, the polarizing. risk, the risk, risk that I was taking in a I've in a small it. room with with two hundred BYU students and telling them Harry Potter sucks. Huh, talk about a death wish. Anyway, it's a very old joke, uh, but it's gone sort of. Uh, uh, viral now, and I get uh, there was a period of time where I was getting hate mail every single day about it. Uh, just people being like, "How you clearly don't understand the books, the the magic of them? You're just hateful." And I'd be like, "I actually read Harry Potter to my son. It's fine. I like it. It's just a uh, you know, I just wrote a joke about it as well." <laughs> and, they, and they they. That does not compute with them. No, oh,
0: do not mock people's uh, fandom. Fandom, it's not cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, this is the same day that Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same day that tweeted that awful shit, and then yeah, you were getting comparing tweeted
1: humans at, to monkeys. Yeah, and it,
0: <laughs> you were getting tweeted at. You don't, you don't mock people's fandom. That's not cool. Yeah. It's like,
1: I was like oh fuck you guys Ugh. and I just they just prove the joke is all I don't they <laughs> uh, they're just because pro- all like all the joke um, is is just like you I'm like yo I say I like Harry Potter but why do y'all still like Harry <laughs> Potter <laughs> uh, that, and that's the, that's the I'm just like you're you're 30 years old and maybe it's time to like read a, read a new book <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of novels out there that you could you could try but you're still you're sticking with the thing that you first read in the fifth grade um and the fact they're, they're really mad about it and i i don't get it i do i was worried for a second that they we have gotten we got a one-star review because uh, we revealed that uh, we were a couple yeah <laughs> someone had listened to 15 episodes of our podcast and then after we were like yeah we're fucking they they were like oh wow this sucks and then they <laughs> then I just feel like that's that's a dishonest review if you've listened to us for 15 <laughs> hours, And then you're like, one star. Come on. Come on. We're at least a a three star fan
0: yesterday. Well, we did get a three star review for it also. And a a review that was like, this isn't going to work out well. (laughs) Neither is this review.
1: (laughs) He's right. Uh, But (laughs) if you haven't left us a review yet on iTunes, please go do it. You can just leave a little five-star rating, but if you leave a nice little review for us too, we always really like those. Honest to God, they're so... So you guys sum up the podcast in ways that we can't
0: so beautiful i love the reviews i get so excited when we get a new one um on the patreon we will make a video of you reading that call out there is a woman who has been calling aaron out on every social media outlet <laughs> and they are so funny yeah. so you can read the facebook what we'll do we'll make a video I
1: yeah i took the, the best part was when her like her friends were disagreeing with her on her posts <laughs> She was just like this. What did she? Call? I think she said it was harassment, she, harassment and bigotry or something. Yeah. And people like her old like Harry Potter f- fan friends were like, um, "Bigotry seems harsh." <laughs> Someone else was like, "Isn't it a comedian's job to just you know kind of make jokes?" <laughs> and <then laughs> that was the that was the most rewarding part for me. I can't uh, all people. I have this video that's got like 4 million views that I feel like I should have, I would have been excited. I don't know. I see other comics sharing stuff. They're like, look how many views I have. And it's like exciting for them. I can't look at that video because it's just 200,000 comments (laughs) of being like, this this is a fat college (laughs) douchebag. And I was like, I thought, I mean, that was, I had lost a bunch of weight before that video was filmed, and, uh, like, he, I, I like, he had, like, three friends who told me it was funny, and now he does shit like this, and I was like, oh, uh, okay, all right.
0: Oh, fuck dry So Mark. I can't,
1: I can't uh, look at that i yeah, I don't i, I can't go do it i did one the when they first posted the video i was super ill and i was at like a an like an emergency room at like six in the morning i had a fever and i was just reading <laughs> these meat comments and writing replies but not <gasps> not hitting enter on any of them yeah. <laughs> uh those are the days We can't all be like Jessa, just thick. <laughs> just a comment section full of "damn them thighs, thick."
0: There is some hate mail. I on did there get now. this
1: hot girl from New Zealand who, uh, f- uh, who who messaged me because she saw that Harry Potter video, and she was just like, "What's up?" Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's uh, every everyone else is like. I I cast a horcrux on you. <laughs> you you're a mean man. My my coven and I uh, <laughs> did not like your video. <laughs> uh,
0: controversial comic Aaron Woodall. <laughs> I just like that I, my video is about drinking my pee and people are like, this is art. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like lightly, lightly chapping at a child's movie and you're getting death rats.
1: Uh, but I don't, in my opinion, that is, that's, that's what bothers me about it. The thing is, I can't even defend this joke because I'm not even proud of it. <laughs> I wish that I felt passionate enough to like fight back against these people, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this just a dumb joke, right? <laughs> uh, yours is art. Your, yours is the kind of comedy that I like, that I strive for now. Where you're like, it's autobiographical, it's very real, it, it's very meaningful, it's uh, it's true, it's dark, it gets, it makes people think differently about stuff, and mine is just like. Have you noticed that <laughs> that that movies share similar plot points? And sh- have you noticed that they all have a protagonist? That's that's weird, isn't it? And those are like those are the comments that hurt the most when they're like, uh, so basically he's just uh, what giving an analysis of the Campbellian mythos? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but. When I was a sophomore, I thought that was really fucking cool. Okay. I thought it was, I thought I really had something there. I thought I'd written the most brilliant piece.
0: Oh, it would be my actual nightmare to not, and then they can just keep posting this for the rest of your life because you did other stuff with them and they just posted no, I mean, it. No, they
1: wanted, and they wanted that one too. They wanted it. I remember it.
0: you telling me that you didn't even want to do I it. I didn't
1: want to do it, and they said it'll be so good for Facebook. Yeah. And they were right. <laughs> they were right. That thing's gone viral on Facebook. They're like, we can do so much with this.
0: Yeah, we can we can make so much money off of ads yeah. from people that hate you.
1: Uh-huh. So thanks, haters. <sighs> Hmm. our podcast has taken off jessa it is uh we are now what like four months in
0: yeah no three
1: okay march 5th april 5th may 5th june 5th march 5th was our first Mm -hmm. yeah so we're we're uh i guess you know some might say three and a half months (laughs) in Thought today was the fifth till five seconds ago. <laughs> you thought today was June fifth. Oh man. All right. Yeah, that does yeah. Well. <laughs>
0: <coughs> Fuck.
1: Pneumatic. Uh- <laughs> <sighs> so this is like feels like big time for us right now. We. Have uh, joined uh, a network podcast, the Starburns Audio Network, and we are like in their studio right now, recording uh, on their fancy equipment with like people that we are forcing to listen to us. <laughs> like there are people <laughs> out there that just ha- they they there's other stuff that they could be doing probably in this building, but they have to just sit here. And listen to us, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's strange, it's strange. But I feel it is feel exciting that the podcast is going somewhere. That it feels really cool to to be like, oh, we signed to a network. <laughs> Dan Harmon is somehow involved. I haven't met him or seen him, but I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna drop his name, man. You, you know, it's like. <laughs> Uh, they're like, what's new with the podcast? Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm best friends with Dan Harmon now. <laughs> <laughs> Success!
0: Uh, we ordinarily record the podcast in hotel rooms, uh, in our pajamas, in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, cracked out on five-hour energies. Yeah. And uh, weed, one of us on mm-hmm. weed. And we take...
1: Breaks and go sit in the hot tub at the hotel, oh, and that's that's the best. Yeah, yeah, just right in between in between episodes, a quick dip in the hot tub, and go back to work. Oh, it's
0: we, uh, we
1: go down to the free. Are we complaining about our new studio already? Like, where's our hot tub? <laughs> we just got in the building. <laughs> they just opened the door for us. Already, we have this list of unreasonable demands. <laughs> Why is there no hot tub? <laughs> In the state-of-the-art uh, studio. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
0: and then we throw away, uh, it, usually the first. do. We, have we ever nailed it on the first episode? I'm
1: sure we have. We've recorded a bunch of times. I, 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 it was one of them we've nailed. But usually, uh, well, I guess I never count the aborted ones. We're like, we get 20 minutes into something and I just hit stop <laughs> yeah. and we go back. To, we're just like, all right, now that we've uh, had one crack at it, let's just, yeah. let's just go. But this uh, is cool. Yeah,
0: this well, is I'm cool. glad that you're. How,
1: when the when we first uh, excuse us, guys, if we talk about ourselves too much in this episode, but that's kind of what we're aiming for here. We just have a lot of thoughts on how a lot of things have changed since we came up with this idea, and we and we when we launched Aaron it. Aaron came just, up with this idea. Thank you, thank you. I did come up with this idea. And, I mean, we've only, we have only launched our first episode, like... March 5th. Like, March 5th. But we even just, if we go back further to when we first came up with the idea and started talking about it, um, a lot has changed for, in our lives from then until now. And we just kind of wanted to cover that. I hope it doesn't sound, sound too arrogant or boastful or anything. We just uh, wanted to give you guys a look... <laughs> Into the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or
0: our first, Aaron and I.
1: Our first uh, episode came out, and I can't remember how many downloads it got, uh, but you were happy about it, and I wasn't. It got like I, 1,200 downloads. Not in the first day. The first day was, oh, it, was it was under 1,000. Like f- I remember being under 1,000, because I was like, that's failure.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking about it. I think the whole, whole week was a right it was a
1: thousand um and uh I was like we we can, you you wanted me to be happy about it and I was like we can do way better we're gonna do way better yeah and and uh but it it took off really really fast and uh yeah like the 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 little graph that we that we obsessively look at of our downloads has this curve that just shoots up and it just keep. We just haven't hit the plateau yet. We keep finding new listeners and new avenues to find more people, and uh, it's exciting.
0: Yeah. it's. I thought, oh, this will be a good way to keep in touch with when you came up with the idea for the podcast. I knew I needed a podcast. So they tell you you need a podcast as comedians, but it's just like everyone has a podcast. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not that funny. Like, I'm not no. that... I am I can write, but I'm not, like, funny in person. I'm just say dumb shit, like... I don't have
1: anything to say. I don't have anything... I'm not... We do not need another uh, <laughs> comedian giving his reviews of Ocean's 8. You know, like, <laughs> I just... Because people would ask me, like, "Well, what do you what do you like?" And I'm like, "I like movies," uh, and they're like, "Well, great! You should do a movie podcast." No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I want to tell everyone right now that uh, that the movie uh. podcast you're considering already exists <laughs> in triplicate. We don't need, no one else needs to do anything. So I yeah, and so I never listened to anyone's podcast. I never got into podcasts. It was never my scene. But when – and I also felt like I had nothing interesting to say, right? Right. There was nothing – that like, what's my life? I I considered doing something about the divorce when the divorce was happening. And I was getting really raw and stuff. And I was like, I could just cry into a microphone every week. (laughs) And people eat that shit up. (laughs) So I guess you could say laying the foundations for what we would later do. But um, we – when we re-met and we started really getting on the phone and talking so much about uh, the parallels yeah. between Mormonism and meth, you know, we were super fascinated by that. I knew right then that I was like, this is it. This is the thing. And it was just – it just felt like – it felt scripted. It was so perfect. Were you I
0: already could... thinking about it before Chad Daniels said I should start a podcast? Yeah. Because that was how the yeah, thing yeah. went. <laughs> I... Because I... Make it all about Chad. I would send Chad these long stories about, like, okay, I've killed three different sets of birds in my childhood that were named Madonna and Sean Penn, and I would just send him, like, 15 <laughs> texts with just, like, the break... Like, just had a, just unsolicited, just in the middle of the night. Like, I, you should know
1: about all the... The first Th- set was Finch's. Th- Jessa flirts weird. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, just so everyone knows. Um, I Like, people... Yeah, until until she's sending you uh, r- random dead bird stories <laughs> in the middle of the night. She's just not that into you, bro. Okay. Uh,
0: so then Chad says, you should start a podcast. And I said... I can never tell when people tell me to start a podcast or write a book if they are saying you're interesting or instead of talking to me (laughs) right now, go start a podcast. (laughs) And he said, no, I'm saying make a million dollars, which tells me that Chad doesn't know anything about podcasting. But so then I probably sent you the screenshots of that conversation. Like, that was how I read. Because I was like, Chad Daniels thinks I should start a podcast. And then, it, like, an hour later, you were like, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then uh, then you said Mormon in the meth head. And I was like, Ugh, that's so
1: dumb. I was, my first, because I'm so, all right, so. Let's give Chad his credit. i do I do think that a uh, uh, a a like a fear of you getting taken from me by by beautiful Chad Daniels <laughs> definitely prompted me it was like like because I don't think I thought of podcasts. I was working on a series about yeah. us. that's what I wanted to, to like that was my first thought because that's I don't know because i I think more about TV than I do think about podcasts. Uh but I I was thinking about all the stuff that I that we talked about that would be so great. And I was like, I love this, I love this, I love this. And then uh you sent me that screenshot of Chad Daniels in the podcast. I was like, no, no, I got <laughs> You should do a podcast with me. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh I uh forget where I was gonna go with that. So Mormon and the
0: method, you came up with the idea of Mormon and the Meth Head, and I was like, No. And I had a really lame idea. But I think the, I just didn't like the name. Yeah. Him. yeah. And then you've had the vision of basically what it is.
1: Yeah. You've said things. We we've. OK. So just again, I, everything that I say sounds arrogant. I apologize. Uh, but uh, we've had several serious episodes that get into serious stuff. And we've we get uh, messages from people about it that. Thank us or that's shared their own story. And, the, and their, we get a lot of very heartfelt messages from you guys that we love uh, saying how much the podcast means to you. And Jessa, you've said to me multiple times uh, like that you you can't believe this. You didn't picture this. And I've always kind of been like, this is exactly what I thought would happen. This was the kind of podcast that I wanted to make where we did get into really uh darks and real stuff because that's who you and me are. Yeah. We don't shy away from those topics and that's what our stand up is like. And, and that's what that's what first made us friends was each other's jokes on stage. Yeah. We both have this style of taking dark uh upsetting premises and making them funny.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I thought because I can't
1: Not that now that sounds like I'm the only comedian that does that. Obviously, that was a bad description. Yeah, but not I don't know everybody. How to our not, style. We
0: are very uh, similar in that. I don't know why I thought this would be. I guess I didn't really realize how big this is our life right now. Like this is such a,
1: it's almost a full time job, because it just keeps growing so fast. There's always more stuff to do. There's always there's always other things for the podcast that we have to take care of. There's more, you know. Yeah. Just setting up different stuff. It is it is a bigger deal. But I, I think I just always wanted to make art that would affect people that, you know, isn't that the, that's the goal, right? Just, yeah. And I feel like I'm doing it. I mean, I I've, the last few years I felt, you know, better and more confident in my stand up and. Uh, was finally getting into a place that I was kind of proud of, and so I mean, I, I think it's not the first time in my life, but I think it's definitely the biggest audience I've ever had. Yeah, and to to know that there's so many people that that identify with this, you guys, I don't know if you like, we say stuff all the time that we are too scared to admit that we're worried. Like I I I know it. I, everybody thinks that we that we are just super honest and vulnerable and and, you know we're so heroic for doing it but we've talked about it before uh we're just we feel safe behind a microphone in a studio like this with just me and her like even then though we get scared to say certain things and how are are people going to respond to this and then I get messages from people who are like oh my god I feel the same way and I it feels exactly. like there's
0: no way anyone's going to relate to this. Yeah, like, we look almost every single episode. We're starting to do some lighter episodes now, but all of these like heavy episodes, there one of us is like, I don't want to release this. Or the editing process where we go through it and and listen to it again. Yeah. is difficult. Uh, we've we listened to. We've listened to them together a couple of times when it's possible and then had it get tense between us just having to revisit that episode. That's what
1: we did on Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We were driving in the car and While editing. listening
1: to it. It was the that was the weekend that I that, that we recorded Baby Mama Trauma.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which parts
1: was... one through four which was uh, hours long. Yeah, and I and I told you that I wanted to edit it in the car the next day because I don't ever want to listen to it again. Yeah. There's stuff that I don't people tell when the podcast first started, episode 2 was about our divorces and I that's what I I started getting a lot of messages that week about the divorce thing and like a lot of people commenting on the, the post and stuff on Facebook about, oh my God, Aaron, that breaks my heart and oh uh, and just so I know that I said something sad. I do not know what I said and I have not gone back to listen to that episode. I will not. I when I when you were editing it, yeah. I listened to the first half where you basically tell your story, but when I started to talk, I turned it off because I was wow. like, I, "I'm not going to listen to that again." I know that that's going to make me sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to. If it's breaking all of your stranger's hearts, I can't. I can't go back and revisit that.
0: Baby, Mama trauma was so long, and went a couple different directions. There's this thing that happens where we try to do a podcast on a subject, and if we dance around, if we haven't gotten to the part that hurts. The podcast will be boring. Yeah, and we have recorded two episodes about parenting our children and whatever the thing we are avoiding. Like we're not—I'm not consciously thinking like I'm not going to talk about this thing. But we go back and listen to the episode, and we're like, man, we didn't get it. Whatever yeah. it was, we didn't get to it. And it's usually if we're dancing around a subject. And baby mama trauma uh, was—I was afraid to say stuff, and so there was hours that this podcast took to get out of us and so we had to go through and edit and figure out where to like get the concise thing and it was the the car ride got so tense there were things said on both sides it was so emotional just in the editing process Mm -hmm. That, uh, but I think it comes off like we are more comfortable. We're so
1: good at it, yeah. And I don't think we're we're. Oh, th- well, yeah, we're we're good at it. We're better than a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> everything. I, I, just, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm trying to. Say, <laughs> i try I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. I am say obvi- only that obvi- obviously, out. <laughs> obviously, we're doing more okay. More comfortable than we're, most people. Yeah, yeah. obviously, but. Um, I don't think we're naturally great at it as much as we are dedicated to being honest. Yes, that, we, that both you and I. I think. Before, I mean, before we met each other, I think we were both very self-aware people that strive to change things about themselves. Yes. you know, like uh, I, I, I. You know, we changed our behavior a lot to become healthier people. But then you and me together, we just. We always are striving to be uh, honest and vulnerable and stuff. And I think that it's just that's if I I just don't want people thinking that we are somehow naturally good at it, because I don't think that that serves them. Right. Because in truth, anybody, anybody can be. Yeah. Anybody can be. Just spend some time thinking uh, to yourself and then spend some time saying those thoughts out loud.
0: The, uh, I could talk about the the getting molested as a kid. That's something, obviously, I've been talking about for a long time. I've worked through it in therapy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty detached from it, even though I'm still kind of sorting through the effect it had on my personality. Mm-hmm. I That episode was easy peasy for me. The most difficult episode that we have released is Fight, where uh, if you could see the video of me admitting that I am emotionally attached to somebody... And that I am getting my feelings hurt by things. Do you remember? Like I'm, cr- I'm curled yeah. up. Uh, like my entire body is rejecting this. We had to stop several times because I was getting freaked out.
1: And it's so weird to me. This is like the easiest things that I admit. And I'm just like, yeah, come on, well, you, you can do it. You can do it. The stuff that I get freaked out. Like I couldn't. I, I wanted to hold off on the molested episode as long as I could. Right. I didn't want. I didn't want it to, to air, to publish. You know. But uh, the, the fight episode. Where you just say that you're emotionally attached to me, uh, Jessica got a message from a uh, someone who knows her very well or knew her a long time ago, uh, <laughs> I forgot and about this. and it was like, "Oh man, this whole time I thought I didn't realize the show was scripted." Uh, <laughs> Jessa was like, "It's not scripted. That's uh, we're all the none of the show is scripted. We're just talking." He was like. Uh <laughs> no that has to be scripted because there's no way Jessa Reed would ever admit on air like a public record that uh she liked somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I had a uh, fe- and I feel like it uh I feel like people didn't hear that or the feedback we got was that people didn't hear and I didn't know if that I was relieved that what they got from it was oh my god they're fucking because yeah, they didn't. <laughs> uh cuz I
1: you're so worried about them seeing the I didn't want to put that
0: episode out. Didn't I try to put off in that episode? Like, I didn't. No, I did not. No, that's you that's accused a, me of one. wanting to
1: put it off. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, ugh. And then, so
1: I don't know if I'm glad. Projection.
0: Yeah, I don't know if uh, if I'm glad that nobody caught it or if that's just a lesson for me. You know, I think when there's things that you're afraid of. You turn them into a big uh, monster under the bed and they're actually nothing. Everyone,
1: everyone's been there. Yeah. Everyone understands that feeling. So that's my favorite part
0: is how much, how much response we get from people saying, uh, I've, I'm going through this. I needed to hear this. This has changed my life. Like, and to have that be like a comedy podcast, uh, is, I never thought that I would, I would be able to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Both of these things, like that, this would get to be a uh, thing that I do. It's very the comedy and the catharsis. You mean? Yeah, I didn't think that I would. Fi- I mean, my comedy is kind of like that. Like my comedy is Obviously. like burying my soul. But I, uh, in this capacity, I don't know. And as and as fast as it's gone, it's been. It's been amazing, but it is a it is an adjustment, especially now that we're touring together and actual fans. It's mm-hmm. so nice to do comedy for your actual fans. Yeah, and uh, but it's weird to have your fans show up and know you more intimately than
1: some of your friends and family. Yeah, that is. I <laughs> I don't know if I uh, I feel like yeah, it is. I don't want my family to know me this intimately. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I really do not want any relatives to listen to this podcast. I, that's exactly what I was just like, thinking. Please like, don't. Yeah. They're like, please I can't find it. I'm, like, I am need, only strangers can enjoy this. this is, it's, it's too weird. It's too weird if you know me. But I get jealous of, of messages you get. I get jealous all the time. Well, not all the time. There have been two instances where I've really felt jealous as, uh, as stuff. Uh, because I get all the messages or you get messages that are just, uh, I just feel like like, so there was one, there was one particular time where it just felt like everyone loved you uh, more than me. And then I think like everything else just kind of falls in into that. Uh, We got a message the other, just, just the other night where someone sends a message to the Mormon and the meth head Facebook page. The one I run, like the one that I we were both we both run, but I mean like I I it's it's our Facebook page, and they just uh like just talked to Jessa about how much they don't like me, <laughs> and they and like I'm like I'm I just feel like there's certain comments that are just like the the idea. Where they just view it as your podcast, right, and that's where I get jealous because I'm like the, the there's the, a narrative seemed to come up that I wasn't exactly expecting, which was that you are my therapist, and like you uh you're taking care of me right whereas the, where what I've always felt the podcast is 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 two people in a in a an exchange, an equal exchange, yeah, where uh you've you know are teaching me. Things and I am teaching you things. There's this. There's this cultural exchange going on between the Mormon and the Method. But like uh, some the comments that I see in our groups and stuff are all just like, "Wow, Jessa, so you're so wise. Like, wow, you're so sage. Uh, I wish I had someone like you in my life. Uh, I wish, uh, uh, you know, Aaron's so lucky to have you. See a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one says the opposite." no yeah. one, no one's ever like uh oh uh, wow aaron that was you know so but but it to me it feels like it feels equal uh, I think
0: I, uh, two things. Okay. First of all, uh, a public service announcement for everyone out there. Uh, the Mormon is my favorite person on the planet. And I don't recommend ever sending me a message <laughs> saying anything <laughs> to the contrary. Because first of all, you have just blown. Uh, you're an idiot that I don't agree with. Uh, if Sorry. you have anything negative to say about him, I enjoy listening to him talk. <laughs> and so uh, much more than listening to myself talk. So, yeah, and it is always get fucked uh number two i am learning how to be vulnerable and i am learning that a lot of my uh, strength is actually fear and i have learned a lot of that from aaron and the effect that aaron has had on my life and things that aaron says to me uh that make me think i am just learning how to allow somebody to be that for me he was immediately that for me because i find him brilliant and uh so i listen to what he said when aaron says something like hey what you hear on the podcast is me being like here like a life coach because i talk like that and then aaron immediately opening his mind and and like listening open and 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 applying what works and, and what doesn't. What you don't see is that when Aaron tries to do that with me, I'm like, nope, that's not whatever. And then I go, I think about it, and then I come back a week later like it was my own revelation that had nothing to do with the other person.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I uh, oh. I haven't not, like, I am contributing to that perception so just so you know a lot of the things that i have learned about myself were compliments of aaron woodall and i I don't think that we have captured a ton of that yeah
1: and i think you hit the nail on the head that it's just i think we're both learning and and teaching but the way our personalities are it's just that like my learning process lends itself to the podcast better you know yeah. like uh and there's the you know, the way that you talk the way that you uh are everyone's life coach and the way that uh I listen and and open up about stuff I think it just uh it it we tend to see my growing process more on the podcast, but I think you're getting a lot better. We've got episodes coming up that uh, are a bunch of really deep, sensitive, vulnerable things that you have been going through. And I think it'll be cool. uh, Hopefully it'll be cool. Sometimes I'm surprised by the way listeners react to stuff, but I hope, hopefully everyone really likes seeing you. Uh, process your own stuff too
0: yeah, I only know anything about anything because I just have been a, a tremendous fuck up my entire life like I am totally cool with I always think I can do things I come up with a with a theory and then I go try to do it and I follow my face like I can bleach my own roots and then I uh,
1: which she thought she could do
0: I thought I could do last week I tried to bleach look I there's only one woman in America who can color my hair I've tried several other places and nobody has ever been able to get it right. And she lives on the East Coast. So last week I was like, well, I can, I'll just do it myself. If no other stylist in America can do it, of course I could do it myself on my own head. I'm Jessa fucking Reed. I'm Jessa fucking Reed. And Jessa fucking Reed bleached, the bleach bled everywhere. So then I had like leopard spots. (laughs) Like my roots were blonde and then like an inch up it was brown (laughs) weaved in. And so I was, and it was real bad. So I was like, okay, I'll just weave some brown in. So I send my mom to the beauty supply store. She comes back. I try to weave brown in and now I'm just a brunette on half of my head and they can't fix it at the salon for uh, another 3 weeks. So that is a that is uh pretty much my whole life. Like that is just I make I want something, I go for it, and I follow my face over and over and over again trying to get it, and then by the end I'm an expert on it cuz I have I know every way to fail. Mm-hmm. I you communicate with me especially on the podcast in a way that steers around cuz you know how I am already. Mm-hmm. So like you know that if you directly say something to me, I get kind of defensive, which is weird cuz like I uh I I same thing with Mormon and the method. I immediately dismiss it, and then I go back and think, and then I definitely come back and present it as if it's something I figured out that you hadn't been saying the entire time. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I have a hard time needing anyone, and, uh, you know, my foot, my uh, ligament in my foot was torn, mm-hmm. and we were on the road together, and we, were, we had three flights of stairs to go up, and I needed you to carry my suitcase, but I was, I would have let you carry my suitcase if my foot wasn't fucked up. But the fact that I needed someone to carry my suitcase was like humiliating to me for some reason. And I just grabbed it and carried it up. And there's something about you that has a softening effect on me that makes me vulnerable, that makes me uh, take down a bunch of walls that I've had my entire life that have served me my entire life. And it, and it, freaks me out and so this this facade thing that I have that shows up and is like uh, autopilots when I feel weak. I have a weird relationship with feelings and perceiving them as weakness and these are all things that I have done. My life has changed. I have changed as a person more in the eight months that you have been in my life than the... 15 years before that since I got clean only, only when I got clean did I have this rapid kind of thing that I've had with you and it is only not highlighted a lot on the podcast because I am not as as open as I am about yeah I drank piss like mm. as open as I am about stuff that might be perceived as gross it's very that's actually, hard
1: that's what our Mother's Day fight well I guess the whole Mother's Day car ride thing was tense for but the uh, the big the big thing was uh and it was just because I was sensitive that day and it was hard listening to myself yeah. cry and feeling like a little bitch and stuff. but i was I remember uh being like, you would never let me say anything like this to you. It was like pick like some quote that you had said to me on the podcast, uh, and I was like, I want you to know that that's hard for me yeah th- th- this doesn't come easy for me, yeah, uh, and but... I could have just been like well i I yeah, I don't know, and I guess I want this goes back to the same thing we were telling the fans that, like, because we want them to know that it is this is hard for us that it's not just like super easy, yeah. To say to say all these things out loud, um, and. Yeah. I think. I think though that. I wish that I didn't care as much about other people's opinions. Because I feel like I, I hear when we record the podcast, me and you, I have no questions about our dynamic. Right. The who, But then I look at everyone else seeing you uh, as the star. Just so, like we get, you know, uh, we get messages from people that say... Uh, Aaron talks too much. That <laughs> you should. Uh, we just want more of Jessa stuff like that. And I'm like, and I, and that's the stuff that that gets to me. I let right. I let it get to me. I wish that it didn't. This is, these are the kind of things that I've been learning from you. I'm still not great at it, but learning to be, uh, to to be more to be less affected by the opinions the perceptions of, of other people i think
0: it's huge too if like this podcast is going to take off
1: or anything else in learn. our career
0: you have to uh when i when i, I filmed handle... this is not happening i before i did that i read every youtube comment on every this is not happening video that had ever come out one because i wanted to understand that which is bad shit. i know one
1: because i'm crazy
0: yeah <laughs> uh two True. i wanted to be desensitized to it i don't want to be I, re- I read all the comments and i don't i if i'm not your cup of tea i'd fuck off then go find someone else. like everyone's not gonna like me i spent one year trying to be the com the kind of comic that could get booked anywhere and i just decided like i'd rather just be me with a small and loyal audience than to be universally palatable who gives a shit you know who's universally palatable comics that are forgettable you know, they everybody liked him, but nobody remembered who it was. But like, you're gonna remember me, and if you don't like it, I don't care. Like, I don't, uh, I don't need everyone to like me. I like me, and I just don't give a shit. The only time it'll bother me is if it, if it's what I actually believe about myself, which is what I wonder. About you, because there are uh, many, 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 many people that understand the podcast and understand the dynamic. Most people's favorite thing about the podcast is the chemistry between us. Like that is the that is the yeah. one thing we hear over and over and over again. But you need uh, nine hundred of those to counterbalance one criticism from one person who probably just oh, should be know. listening. I don't to know the if nine hundred is enough. Actually,
1: that's. <laughs> Uh, that seems low. But you're right. I forget every single good review the second we get uh, a bad one. Yeah. But, and I think that's just, yeah, a lot to do with my own self-esteem issues. But, uh, working on that, working on that too. I'm just like, I can't, uh, you, you desensitize yourself. Like, you can read all the comments. I can't even, I can't read the comments on that stupid Harry Potter video that i have that sometimes uh... i'm
0: so jealous i'm so jealous of Uh, I want to be a clean comic for just like six months just so that I can lure all these piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) Just like book me at dry bar one time, please. So I can just lure all these garbage human beings and just destroy them. Get fucked, you fucking losers. I would have so much fun with these people. I would go, I would have so much fun. You are triggered by a Harry Potter joke. All right. Well, look what I, Have for you. I would love it. I'm so jealous of your hate mail sometimes because it's like, (laughs) oh, you don't get to. I don't get exposed to these people because they don't go anywhere near anything that I would ever talk about. Uh, I would love it. I would. I'm. I'm jealous of
1: that. (laughs) I've. I've. I've definitely gotten. uh, It's. It's gotten easier. I think you're right. Where I'm like, I am worried. Like this is something I need to learn fast. I can't let. Uh people's opinions get me down like this if I want to be a famous comedian <laughs> right I gonna get a lot of people's opinions uh it's getting a little bit easier where I'm not so super hurt every time I can laugh at some of them. There were a few Harry Potter ones that I have just uh God, been that like, lady been like okay this is this is funny this is funny how upset you are uh I do
0: think a huge part of loving yourself is is desensitizing yourself to. I think a huge part of success in all. Uh, I want to do an episode just on boot camp for your brain, just how to. When I want to get over something that's painful, I submerge my mind in the thing that's painful until it ceases to be painful. I just change my relationship with the pain. And this is one of the issues that I have with the safe space idea is I love safe spaces as us creating a space for somebody else to come in and feel uh, safe and welcome and, and understood. I don't like it as seeking out safe spaces as a place to hide from your own trauma your yeah. own pain yeah. it, it just becomes something you're running from for the rest of your life and if if words and everything else can can hurt you you will just be tossed about by life i when there is something that i'm afraid of or attached to or or causes me pain i force myself force myself into it until the pain just doesn't matter anymore like i've i've had enough of the pain that it just bounces right off of me and i think that there's a benefit we were talking earlier about parenting. Like, there, my, my, my younger sisters didn't have traumatic childhoods. And boy, do they get their ass handed to them all the time in life with stuff that just bounces right off of me. Because, like, okay, who gives a shit? And so there is... There is... Uh, I was not popular in high school. I was universally either invisible or disliked or mocked. Uh, I thought a boy liked me one time... And uh, I left my wallet at his house, and when I came back, they were having a party. And uh, I came back to get my wallet. He had had sex with me, you know, so now I was just oh. garbage. And uh, they all uh, made fun of me as I walked into the house to get the wallet. And I got the wallet, and I was I walked towards the stairs, and the guy grabbed this is uh, jocks. I fucking hate jocks. Uh, there was like a pole. He oh. grabbed the pole, swung back, and kicked me down the stairs. Kicked you uh, down the uh, yeah, stairs? and everybody. There was only like four stairs but everybody like stood around and laughed at me and I had to just like I had to like make my way through this yard full of people like laughing at me and stuff I had experiences like this all the time as a as a teenager just trying to be cool or be uh liked and I think I was like 20 21 when I realized everyone's insecure Everyone is just afraid exactly the same way. They have different ways of playing it off. And the loud, arrogant ones are the most insecure. And just having that knowledge, I just started carrying myself different. And uh, the kind of people that kicked me down the flight of stairs, uh, five minutes with them, I would destroy them now. Because I know exactly what they are. But I walked in there uh, sheepishly. Well, I walked in there, like, way too open, way too vulnerable, like, walked in there, like, I this boy likes me, you know, because I was still young enough to think that guys like you uh, after they fuck you. And um, I uh, wasn't in the right state, like, 2018, Jessa, uh, wouldn't have been in that position anyway, but would have cared. I just I always felt like, man, why couldn't I have figured this out in high school? Dude, I would have run the fucking high school. But right after that I figured it out and I started to see people differently. People who I thought were confident, I realized are arrogant. And I realized everyone's afraid. Everyone's hiding, everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's hiding their own insecurities. Very few people accept themselves. And most of the time that they're making you feel shitty about yourself, it's about the things they don't like about themselves. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't run from any of that pain. So reading everyone else's YouTube comments on this is uh, not happening, especially the women's. I was just already prepared. I was prepared for, for way worse. Everybody's comments.
1: Amy Schumer comment. Yeah. But uh, women
0: aren't funny, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I was just like, bring it, bring it, idiots. And then I didn't get by the way, the worst
1: fucking comment, every, like the guy on every the, I see it everywhere. But he's like, I I typically don't think women are funny. Yeah, my
0: favorite But this compliment. one
1: is great. She's better than all the other lady comedians. The, this is how all lady comedians should be. And the, I feel like that guy thinks he is offering up, so, like he's making his opinion more valid. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, listen, I normally dislike your entire gender. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah. you're pretty cool. I and mean, everyone, I, I, I wouldn't have to be so fucking sexist if everyone else just acted like you. <laughs>
0: Go through my YouTube comments, like, uh, the, all the comments, cause nobody ever watched any of, I had the home birth video is the only one that ever had any views on it. And it is just a bunch of people telling me that I'm their favorite female comedian. And I'm like, well, where do I rank on the overall list? Uh, but I also don't care about that. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, the guy who said, okay, so YouTube comments, the guy who says women aren't funny, that person's obviously a moron, right? Like that person is a, a fucking idiot. Like if you don't understand that women are funny, you're clinging to some uh, edgy bullshit you heard 15 years ago, you're not intelligent enough to... So you like bro humor, you like bro humor, which means I wouldn't like you as a person because you're a fucking moron, right? So like, I already feel superior to you because you have just shown me with your blanket statement, not just because you don't like me, but just because just you think no women are funny. You're sexist. We would never get along because you're unenlightened. So why would I give a flying fuck what your opinion is of me? And that's what I just, that's a, whenever there's negative stuff, it's like, I, I don't like you either. I very rarely as someone who I actually respect say anything when I really look at this person. I'm like, well, if I had to give a review of you, which I wouldn't, but if I had to give a review of
1: you, it wouldn't be. I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, I don't. Maybe I like too, I like people too much. That's a possibility. <laughs> I'm just like, what? But Jason. <laughs> uh, so uh, we. We. Now, I don't know, we're gonna wrap this up and keep recording some more episodes here at the studios of Starborns Audio. But uh we also have a Patreon mm-hmm. to plug that. Uh that's patreon.com slash Mormon and the Methhead. Right now it's two
0: bonus episodes a month you get with that, plus uh videos and other content and stuff. If you I was just I
1: just had a thought. I've got I need to. I need to find an editor. Someone. I've got this great. I've got some great videos of divorce stuff. Specific. I'm thinking of one where uh, I was the the highest I've ever been, and I'm uh, fresh into the divorce and and, and post Mormonism stuff. And I have a video of that. And if I get, uh, I need to get in there and like edit it and bleep out uh, Tabitha's name. <laughs> Is it but, a video? Yeah, it's a video. But I was let thinking that that it. would be that would be uh, something awesome to put on to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Let me try it. I'll try to edit okay. it. Okay. Anyway, we've got a lot of cool ideas coming up for the Patreon that we want to try. We want to get your guys's feedback on too. If there's stuff that you want to see, please let us know. Hopefully, you're in our uh, Facebook group. Well, I Maybe mean, there's the Facebook page, but then there's also a group you can find us there. There's a lot of discussion and stuff for the fans in there. We have a subreddit. Uh, please keep sending me and Jess a messages and letting us know. Uh how much you love Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, I don't know. We just we love you guys and we're excited that uh you guys are liking us as much as you do. So we're gonna catch you next week on Mormon and the method If you put a Mormon and a Methhead together, this is what they sound like. So read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. It's a good show.